You're listening to episode 50 of the STEM Space. Today, we're answering a listener's question about getting girls involved in a STEM after-school program. Let's dive in. Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Natasha. From college roommates to co-founders of Vivify STEM, pull up a seat as we discuss our experiences as aerospace engineers, teachers, moms, program directors, curriculum writers, graduate students, and friends. This is the STEM Space Podcast. Hey, Natasha. Hey, Claire. So I know that sometimes we just come up with lots of topics that we need to discuss because there's so much that we're involved in. But I want to make sure that we take time to address a lot of the questions that we get all the time on social media or emails. And I love when we get emails from people asking specific questions when they need help. So we have one of those, right? Yes, I am so excited. And I have to apologize (laughs) to the person that submitted it because it was a couple months ago, but we are getting Mm -hmm. to it now. And I think it is such an important question. So I'm excited to dive in. So this question is from Christopher. He lives in Boise, Idaho. He is actually a mechanical engineer, and his question is about starting a STEM club at his son's school. So he writes that, you know, his school is kindergarten through eighth grade, and he wants a club that can reach as many grades as possible. And he saw that we run a space club program, and he's like, that's so cool. I'd love to do something like that, maybe with some robotics mixed in. But he has a son. His fear is he doesn't want this to be a STEM club just for boys, like turning it into an all boys club, which I can totally relate to that, having run STEM clubs. And so the core of his question is, how does he motivate girls to go into this club, to join this kind of world of STEM and not make it feel like this is just for the boys? And and he has a couple other questions, but let's start there. So Christopher, I love this idea that you are passionate and want to start a club for your son. Have you done anything similar, Claire? Well, I'm just really impressed that he has a son, but he's really thinking about being intentional and including girls. So that's really cool. I have never run an after school program, but I do run my classroom to make sure that everybody no matter who they are or what their background is, is equally excited about my content and that it's accessible to everyone. And I know that you have dealt specifically with this challenge. And I think we've touched a little bit on it in the very beginning of our podcast, but what is your experience in getting girls involved in an after-school program? It's all about branding (laughs) and marketing. So My first task as STEM director at the nonprofit that I work at was to start a STEM program, and our funder said it needs to be robotics. So we started Robotics Club. It was using first Lego League. It was a competition. And when I pitched it to the schools and I was recruiting teachers, I only got male teachers to sign up. Mm -hmm. And most of the school is female. So it was interesting that the few male teachers are the ones to kind of pick it up. And then it was all boys that were registering and signing up for the club. I went to a couple of these meetings and there would be a few girls that would come in sometimes. And, you know, we've had this experience going through the engineering program. They were the ones making the posters and making it Mm. look pretty. And the boys were getting their hands dirty and building and programming the robot. And I was so frustrated because I felt like I was having these girls go through the experience that I went through as a female engineer. And that was not a positive experience and kind of having to force my way to be one of the boys and have them listen to me. And I know you have stories about that. 
And so what I did is I said, I, I feel like it's difficult to change it from like, ha it already has this like connotation. It's robotics club. People were just assuming it's like a boys thing. It's kind of like mechanics. So I just started fresh and I called it space club. And I was like, we will do some robotics in space club. We'll also do some rocketry. We'll have a star party. We'll build a colony. Like it was just very open-ended and the just calling it something different totally changed the game. So all of a sudden I had female teachers signing up to join space club it was 50 50 so across all the years i've run space club it's almost been a perfect split between boys and girls so that to me is number one is how you brand it and be aware of what are the stereotypes already around yeah. robotics or whatever so you're think, calling it is it the stereotype that makes more boys interested in robotics like what, what is the reason? What's the root cause? How can we change that? Because I feel like that's the big thing that's been a push for the last, I don't know, two decades of change the equation. But what's, what's happening? Because I feel like it's yeah. not changing. Well, let me tell you what happened. When I started Space Club, I had girls and boys sign up and then I tricked them into robotics. And so at the schools, we still had a robotics club and I had my top students in space club, I was like, you know, you're doing amazing with this spherical robotics challenge. Have you thought about joining robotics club? Have you thought about going into the, there was project lead the way, and it was basically a robotics classroom. And so I had to change the way they viewed robotics. But once they got into it, I mean, I went back the next year and those girls were in charge. Like <laughs> there would be an all girls team and there would be an all boys team in some of the schools. So the girls were taking charge. And I don't know if it was the culture at that school had already built this like thinking that robotics is just for boys. So that's just my experience in how I could change in that school setting. Maybe in other places, girls are more comfortable doing robotics club. It's not a boys thing. Oh, I mean, what's your experience? Yeah, I almost think it's a, a confidence thing where I know a lot of my students when I'm doing something technical, whether it be robotics or doing something on the computer, they automatically are like, oh, you know, the boys, because they have experience with video games, they've, they've done something like this before. And I have not, even if it's not true at all, but they have this uh, something in their head that's this lack of confidence, but maybe that's why Space Club does so well, because everybody thinks, well, space, well, <laughs> nobody I know has been to space, so we're all on an equal playing field. Maybe that's true. I don't I don't really know. So why why space? Why did you choose space? It just felt cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things that I felt was a generic enough theme. And there's so much cool space stuff happening and it's just captivating to a wide range. And I picked it because it just sounded cool. And then it ended up working because we had like robotics club. It started with like six or seven kids and it'd been something, a program that had been running for several years. I started space club and I had 50, 60 kids lined up that first mm -hmm. day just like, oh, this is cool. Like what space club? And that's something to think about is using the acronym STEM. I avoid calling things like STEM club or engineering club. I mean, you can, but just be aware that kids might already think certain things and it's back to a marketing problem. And there is research in this area on self-efficacy and basically your belief that you can do something. There's studies on girls who outperform boys in math and science, but think they're worse at it. 
And so it's this, it's in like their head. It's the culture that we've put around. Some things are boys things, some are girls things. And that's our job is to change it. And so Christopher continued with his question on what if I bring in mentors? So you'll have male and female mentors in the program. I think I can get female engineers from around the area to come in as special guests. Do you think this would help or is there something else we can do? I think that is a fantastic question and you should totally bring in mentors. I think that makes all the difference. I know when I go and speak to different classrooms, I've done a lot of homeschool outreach where I go and talk to them about engineering. And I always start with, what do you think I do? And half the time they're like, oh, you're a teacher. Like, nope, (laughs) that's not what I do. Well, I mean, at the time before I became an actual teacher, they're like, nope, I'm an engineer. And they'd be like, wait, what? And I've even had several girls in my program that after a while they say, wait, I can be a scientist? Like, yes. And they can see themselves because if like the quote that we always use, if you don't see it, you're not going to be it because you don't see it as a possibility. Even as many times as we've told you, like you can be whatever you want, but if you don't see that, if that's not represented in, in your circle, right. It's just not going to happen. You can't be what you can't see. That's it. I was thinking yeah. why. You're- <laughs> and I was like, what is that quote? And I don't even know who really said it. I've seen it attributed know. to Sally Rye, but I don't know if that's true. I saw it at a conference. I don't know if that person invented it, but <laughs> I feel like it's just become part of the conversation. Yeah. And it's so true. And I think it would be great not just to bring mentors in throughout a program, but to even advertise it. To have mentors come and be like, hey, I'm an engineer with whatever company. This program would be really awesome for you. I wish it I had it when I was a kid or something right. on the front end. Or even have them Zoom with your students and say, hey, this is what I do. Look for programs like this. And then the teacher can be like, actually, we're starting an after school program. You know, a plug. Yeah, that's a good idea because that's what I did. I was going into classrooms and I'm like, hey, I'm an aerospace engineer starting this program. And I think that had a real big difference. It wasn't the teacher promoting it like, hey, I'm a science teacher running a club. Like it was this outside person. And, you know, teachers might not be able to bring in an outside person, but I love the idea of like having someone tell them. And by the way, you can request like NASA engineers and scientists to Zoom with your classroom. We will drop the link in the show notes, but it's a very easy process. It's virtual and they It's like a six-week turnaround, so plan ahead. But I have had a lot of success bringing in people from mission control, people in the science division. So that's a great way to do it if you don't have a lot of access locally. Absolutely. And depending on what, if you don't do space, you can still bring in somebody from NASA, but there's also Skype a scientist. You can bring in somebody from any other kind of science discipline, which would be really cool. So I think for Christopher's question, bringing in or starting a club that has this brand that doesn't have to be space, but something more generic that you could also bring in robotics, but that's not part of the title. Would that be the correct advice there? That's what's worked well for me. I know like your program is STEM Explorers and I just just said, don't use STEM, but it has like this (laughs) different aspect because it's like a history twist, like traveling and they have passports. And so like, that's the message, right? Make it something that kids want to be a part of and have it a little bit more like jazzy. I don't know how to explain it. Like <laughs> adventurous, adventurous, bigger than themselves. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And going back to the thinking of negative stereotypes, we actually developed this game 
who am I? Or am I an engineer or scientist? So basically you show pictures of real people and the kids guess, are they a scientist, engineer, or neither? And that's going to get some interesting conversations. And I know you've tried this with your students. Yes. And it's always, I mean, it's so predictable and which is frustrating, but also makes my lesson work really well. Cause I always include a picture of a guy in a lab coat just a white guy wearing a lab coat. And they're always like, oh, for sure, this is the scientist. And then later I reveal, no, I just pulled this out of a science catalog. This is just a model wearing a lab coat. Right. Does not make them a scientist at all. And then there'll be like somebody that's wearing this, like a a woman in this beautiful dress standing next to a telescope. And they're like, oh, that's the model. I'm like, no, no, no. This is actually a real scientist that studies rocks from space. So... (laughs) Yeah, it's great to be able to break down those stereotypes by showing them the opposite of what they're thinking. Yeah. And so the it's all about exposure, right? So one, you hook them in by not false advertising, but like, you know, just something exciting. And then you break those stereotypes. And that's what I do with Space Club. I gave them this exciting program that they wanted to be a part of. And then I started convincing them that they too could be engineers and scientists, that they could do robotics, they could be successful. And then they were off joining other clubs, going to like a STEM early college high school, basically getting them on this track that they did not think was possible. So I am cheering Christopher on with this start of a STEM club. And Christopher, feel free to email us back and tell us how it went. I'm curious to, to know more. Absolutely. And if anybody else has any suggestions for Christopher or anybody else, share your successes or especially your failures, because we learn from those about how you started your own STEM type after school program. We would love to hear more about your experience. So thanks again, Christopher. And we look forward to discussing more emails in the future. So Natasha, let's do this again soon. Thank you.